Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, yo, it is Johnny King, and you're listening to another episode of The Johnny King Show. And today I want to talk about a book I have read before, I'm rereading again, and I have passed along to a bunch of guys that are in my mastermind right now. And it's called Essentialism. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, it's by Greg McCohen, and it's about the disciplined pursuit of less. And I don't know, I think, especially in this world that we live in, my natural my natural tendency is to want to uh, simplify things. Less is more, right? And uh, I feel like I am very easily triggered by feeling overwhelmed. I'm very triggered by uh, feeling like I have too many choices. There's there's a uh, saying of like, um, not a saying, like... Uh, a phrase or a whatever you want to call it. I'm brain farting again, but essentially choice fatigue, right? Is a real thing. Just like taste fatigue. I used to, you know, coach a lot of people on weight loss and health. I still do, you know, uh, kind of under the radar, so to speak. But, uh, a lot of times taste fatigue becomes a very, a very real thing for them when they haven't had enough, uh, when they haven't had enough choice, right? And uh, they feel like they are just eating the same thing over and over and over, right? Um, I said choice, but I meant to say taste. They get really bored with the same food, right? It's like taste fatigue. They want something different. A lot of times they'll go off program just because they want a little bit of variety, right? On the flip side of the coin, sometimes when we have too much choice, right? When you are always looking at a buffet of options, not only with food, I'm just saying in general, a lot of times you're like, I don't even know what to choose. It's like I sit down at, uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Uh, Cheesecake Factory. There you go. Their menu is like an encyclopedia, right? They have so many ads in it, but it's like a a, a 30-page book, and they have food. I'm surprised that they're actually successful probably because the food is so good, but a lot of times I would always go back to like one or two items that I know I like and that, that, that would be it. But the companies or the, the fast food restaurants like, um, five guys and fries. Is that right? Five guys, five guys and fries or five guys, uh, in and out burger, uh, smash burger. Like some of these places have like very, well, especially with like in and out burger, they have like just very few choices which actually works for them because when people come in and their lives are always so abundant in terms of choice, it's kind of nice to be like, oh, uh, I only get so many choices. This makes my my decision-making so easy. When we have so many choices, it's very easy to become overwhelmed, right? So I'm rereading this book, Essentialism, and they talk about overwhelm and uh, kind of learned helplessness. And I've noticed uh, there's, there's patterns in people that I coach that 
you know, especially with helping them get clarity, it's no wonder, and myself included, don't get me wrong, it's no wonder uh, any of these guys really struggle with getting clarity in their life because it's like they almost have too much abundance. They have too many options. And so that's that's the whole idea of like, you know, again, less is more. And so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of reading and there's like, uh, I found this little synopsis online uh, and I want to kind of read it to you just about this little section about learned helplessness, okay? So it goes, uh, if we become overwhelmed by our tasks, then we lose our ability to make choices for ourselves, right? We uh, tend to maybe say, uh, I have to rather than I choose to. So if that's the case, you're like, oh, I have to do this. Well, then you're following the non-essential path versus the essential path, okay? So many of us lose control of our ability to choose through learned helplessness. That is like becoming so used to the feeling of being overwhelmed that we approach our lives with passivity. And passivity is one of those things that I've I've talked about multiple times and that I continue to address with men because it was and has been an issue in my own life where it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't care. Someone's like, well, what, what do you want to do? I don't know, you know. What are you what are you excited and passionate about? I don't know, not much. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Or how are you feeling? I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. I was I was driving somewhere yesterday. I think it was yesterday, and I was listening to some radio talk show that just popped up on my on my radio when I when I popped on the car, and uh one of the the DJs or whatever you want to call it, the the hosts this gal, she was like they were talking about their like mottos the current motto for, um, or not even mottos, mantras. This was a mantra. (laughs) One of the guy's mantra was just keep swimming. Just got to keep swimming. Got to keep moving for 2020. Uh, Her her mantra was, I'm fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) And the guys on the show were kind of teasing her and they were laughing like, what? That's your mantra? Like, that's your affirmation? Like, I'm fine? How about, like, I'm excited or I'm uh, grateful or I'm, uh, yeah. She's like, no, I'm I'm not even there yet. I'm literally just, just good with being fine. So I was laughing, but uh, it, and, uh, uh, fine, what do you call it? And uh, synonym? No. Why am I brain farting so much today? Ugh, maybe I need more sleep. I threw out my back this morning working out at the gym and uh, – like my brain hasn't been the same. It's been like partially on what I should be doing and then partially on the pain. Um, what do you call it? When you've got, uh, you know, a word that each letter of the word stands for something. I'm totally blanking. I know the word usually. Um, but anyways, fine. An acronym. There we go. It popped in my mind. An acronym for fine is feelings internalized, never expressed. A lot of guys that I talk to, they're always fine, right? More or less saying they don't want to talk about it, uh, but they're, they're, they're far from being okay. They just, they're shut down. I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. Anyways, I digress. So talking about learned helplessness and being, you know, fine, <laughs> is oftentimes um, we use like learned helplessness 
because uh, we're so used to feeling, like I said, that sense of um, our lives being passive. Okay, so it talks about in the book a uh, an example of learned helplessness, and it said that the term learned helplessness orig- originates from experiments on dogs. I freaking love dogs, and if you follow me on social media. I'm constantly posting stuff about dogs because I think they're the cutest. And newsflash, caveat, I'm getting a puppy uh, at the end of February. And they're supposed to be born in a couple weeks. Yep, it's a Bernadoodle. It's part Bernese mountain dog, part doodle. Hopefully not shedding too much. That's going to be fun. Getting back to this, a term learned helplessness originates from experiments on dogs, which I hate the idea of. But anyways, in the experiments... The dogs were given electric shocks. Some of them were given a lever that would stop the shocks. Others received a similar level, which had no effect, and the last group received no shocks at all. Later, the dogs from all groups were put together in a huge box divided in two. One half administered shocks, and the other emitted none. All the dogs from the earlier experiment who had the chance to stop the shock or had experienced no shock at all, they ran to the shock-free side. The ones whose levers were powerless, however, stayed in the shock zone and did not adapt. In other words, they had learned to be helpless. Okay, kind of like learned helplessness. There you go. So if we suffer, um, not suffer, if we surrender, rather, our power to choose, we essentially give others permission to choose for us. Um, this is, I'm, I'm reading this from a Blinkist. It's uh, kind of like cliff notes for books that I sometimes like to read just because they do a great job of summarizing this. So when people think that their efforts are futile, they tend to respond in two ways. It goes on to say, they either give up completely or they become overly active, accepting every opportunity presented to them. At first, their activity might indicate that they have not developed learned helplessness. However, These people aren't actually exercising their power to choose the opportunity which is best for them. They simply do everything, right? So if anything, they just push themselves further into overwhelm uh, and choice fatigue. So the whole idea in um, in my men's kind of mastermind that I've termed, uh, I've called the arena, is for them to be intentional about the direction that they want to take their lives. Excuse me. And so because we are often bombarded with notifications and constant stimulation and Netflix and demands on our time, we sometimes, as men and women for that matter, fall into that area of learned helplessness because we are so overwhelmed we don't even know what choice to, to make, right? So I think the big part of, for me at least, and this is not a plug for my program, although if you're a guy listening to this and you want to learn more, <laughs> I just turned it into a plug, uh, hit me up. Happy to tell you more about it. But the whole idea is to get very, very uh, laser-like focused on not only what you want to achieve, but what's going to make you happy and fulfilled, okay? It's like two sides of the same coin. And to have the leverage and the accountability and the support of a brotherhood or a sisterhood, if you want to create that, I highly recommend it if you're female listening to this. But either way, you have to get the right support 
not only to to fall back and have people to to prop you up when you know it gets hard, but also to create the leverage to 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 do more because we always do more for others when we feel for ourselves. So when we become accountable to other people, like hey, I'm going to meet you at the gym tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. I'm going to be there because the last thing I want to do is have you show up and have me not there and have you potentially lose respect for me, right? So the whole idea about, you know, <laughs> this whole support mechanism is to push you towards clarity, okay? And a lot of times people who are confused, which is something that I really do battle with on a, on a consistent basis. I'm like, I don't know, I'm confused. I don't know if I should do this or I do that. And like, oh gosh, you know, at some point you should just choose even to, to go down the road of like, okay, what if I were to choose this, what what could I foresee that outcome being, okay? And a lot of times, um, you know, action far outweighs just spinning your t- your tires or being lost in analysis paralysis, right? So if you feel like you've been overwhelmed by the tasks in your life and you've lost kind of that ability to choose, which I will say, especially for men, is a sexy uh, characteristic. Men who are decisive and are clear on their vision, they know what they're doing. And very unsexy <laughs> of a man and woman for that matter, but I'm speaking more primarily to men here, to not know what you're doing, not have your shit together, not know what direction you're going in life, not knowing, you know, how to how to do anything. Like, there's nothing all that great about that, right? Leaders, that's not much of a way of, of being a leader in your life. And this isn't meaning to shame you. If you're feeling that way, it's okay. I feel like a lot, a lot of people have been there or are there right now. I go in and out of that a lot, but I do come back to, okay, less is more. So I will literally write out all the things that I need to do. Okay. I just data dump. I do this kind of like on a Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon. I just data dump anything that's in my head that needs to get done. In fact, I a lot of times keep track of it as it comes up throughout the week and I write it down and then I look at it and I'm like, okay, what's the 80-20% rule here? Like what's the the 20% that's going to make 80% of the difference, right? So less is more. Really focus in on circling, highlighting, whatever you want to do, the, the things that are really going to, you know, make the, the greatest difference. They're really going to... <laughs> is going to move the ball down the field, getting tongue-tied. Once you do that, you have to look at, again, you have to just really ask, what is essential for moving your life forward? It's not only just to pay the bills. It also means for you to spend time with your loved ones or to exercise and work out or to eat right, like do those things that are essential. That's why the book is called uh, Essentialist, Essentialism. And so that is the whole purpose of this this podcast episode is to give you a little little exercise for you to sit down, write out everything that is in your head. Don't prioritize it yet until it's all out, until you can't stop writing, until you can finally stop writing because it's all out of your head. And then start to write and circle or star, prioritize those things that are absolutely essential. And then just start focusing on one at a time. Okay. There's so much more to that, that process, but that's a great way to start. Good place to start. And, uh, I hope this helps you get out of overwhelm a little bit because I think that's where it is where we feel like we just have too many choices. We don't know where to go and what to do. 
and rather we just stick our head in the sand uh, only to to realize that the list is there if not it's gotten longer by the time we bring our head back out of the sand so anyways always 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 appreciate you i really do thank you for listening until we meet again have a great day see ya and i want to thank you so much for listening to the johnny king show and hey if you got something positive from this episode please subscribe to the show share it on your favorite social platform and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.